0: Beautiful Warriors, episode 34.
1: Somebody who gets shit done.
0: It's all down to hustle. A sacrifice of their being and way of life. We think of 300, we think of the Spartan. Sort of the courage and conviction to face their challenges in life. It always does the right thing at all costs. Let's welcome retired soccer star Lori Lindsay. Somebody that's kind of willing to
1: take action and put themselves out there, knowing that there's a chance that they they might fail.
0: Hello, everyone. I am Timothy Lawson, host of Fuel for Warriors, a podcast collaboration between Lawson Entertainment and Lock and Load Java. Each and every week, I bring on a veteran, an athlete, or someone else that resonates with the idea of being a warrior. And it's amazing how we hear so many different perspectives and thoughts on the warrior ethos, challenges, challenges. And what ultimately inspires my guests and gets them up each and every morning to plow through life and achieve uh, even the greatest things. Hopefully by now, if you're an iTunes subscriber, hopefully by now you have discovered the new iTunes feed uh, in iTunes, if you were to search Fuelful Warriors, you would see two feeds pop up. Uh, one is still coming from Blog Talk Radio, but I am on Libsyn now. And so if you are listening to this in a different medium other than iTunes and are eager to subscribe on iTunes, you can just search Fuelful Warriors And underneath the logo, one will say official feed, uh, and that is the one uh, that you want to subscribe to. You also notice that one has more episodes than the other. The one with the more episodes, clearly the right way to go. As a little message from Carl points out each and every week, if you go to lockandlowjava.com and use the promo code FUEL4WARRIORS, you'll get 10% off of your purchase. And if you are a, if you are a coffee connoisseur, I highly suggest you go and try out their coffee. Uh, I was a fan of their coffee before, before I even partnered up with them to do this show. This week's guest is Lori Lindsey. She is a retired professional soccer player who is now doing uh, training in the Washington, D.C. area. And Lori talks with me about transitioning out of professional sports, which I think is a story that doesn't get told often enough Uh, And especially with my prevalence in the uh, veteran space, I hear plenty about transitioning from career to career and how difficult that can be, especially when one has a very specific culture. And so Lori helps walk us through that process for her uh, and talks to us about where she's trying to go professionally now that soccer is sort of behind her. Um, But as her website would point out, LoriLindsay.us. Uh, She retired from the sport but did not retire from life, and that's sort of the theme uh, of the interview as Lori talks to us about what she's doing moving forward. There's already four more interviews in the bag, Uh, so stay tuned in the coming weeks uh, for interviews from Marine veteran Dan Evans, women's national soccer team player Megan Klingenberg as well as 70-year-old Sid Bush who is uh just completed his 201st marathon uh not too long ago so stay tuned for those interviews you can Follow us on lostinentertainment dot as well as Feel for Warriors in iTunes. Of course, I'm on Twitter at timlawson21. Email me at lawson at lostinentertainment lawson if you have ideas, questions, or suggestions for the show, or just simply you're looking for looking for uh, if you need some help on accessing the show on another medium. Thank you for time to listen. Enjoy. Hey Warriors, this is Carl Churchill, co-founder and chief coffee officer of Lock and Load Java. Thanks for taking the time to listen to our friend and fellow veteran Tim Lawson as he interviews risk takers who've embraced the warrior ethos. I know you'll love our guest today, and when you're finished with the episode, head over to lockandloadjava.com and use the coupon code fuel to receive a 10% discount on our premium coffee and cocoa. Stay motivated, my friends, and keep challenging yourself. All right, warriors! Welcome to another wonderful episode of Fuel for Warriors. This week, I have soccer player Lori Lindsay on the show. Lori, thank you so much for talking to my audience.
1: Uh, thanks for having me. This is exciting.
0: Yeah, I had a. Uh, I created a, uh, a a short intro talking about the teams you've played with and the, the successes of uh of your of your time on the pitch. We're going to move forward talking about uh, what it means to be a warrior, challenges you face, what inspires you, uh, and then also I want to talk to you about a, uh, a professional athlete's transition out of the sport, because okay. uh, I think that's a story that doesn't get told often enough. Uh, but we start every episode with what it means to be a warrior, and we need to hear from Laurie Lindsay. When you hear the term warrior, what comes to mind?
1: Uh, Yeah. Great question. Um, I should have prepared a little bit more for these questions. They're good. Um, (laughs) You know, I think um, somebody that's brave, somebody that's putting themselves, um, you know, and I was going to say somebody's like putting themselves out there on the line, um, but I think it can um, spread to any occupation, really, but um, or career. Yeah, but somebody that's kind of willing to take action and put themselves out there. Um, knowing that there's a chance that they um, they might fail or succeed and just really um like i said putting themselves out there and taking action
0: yeah uh so you you finished soccer um i know you, in 2014 you played with uh the the washington spirit correct yep uh, um and then you were also in canberra was that after was that your last uh time on the pitch or, or was the spirit the your final time
1: yeah no with um canberra in austria yeah uh, okay. actually it's, it's i used to call it Canberra as well but it's canberra um okay
0: yeah, that's right yep.
1: no it's fine it, they everyone laughs who's from there because they're like okay no one pronounces this right um but canberra yep canberra okay and so you're exactly right so When was it? So 2013 was our first year of the NWSL, and I played with the Washington Spirit then, and then it was the first time I wasn't going to be playing with uh, the national team anymore, um, the U.S. women's national team, so I I had an off-season that I could kind of do what I want with, and this opportunity to go over and play with Canberra um, came about. Um, and I was like, okay, here we go. Like, I'm going to be chasing the summers, essentially. And um, their league was continuing to improve. And so I went over there, and the first time in 2013, the fall for us, and then um, leading into the 2014 year. And then I came back. Um, I knew it was going to be my final year with, like, playing professionally, really. And with the, the Washington Spirit. So I finished up with the NWSL, or the National Women's Soccer League, um, in 2014. And then I had such a great time in Canberra the year before, I just, and we lost um, in the semis that year. So I decided to go back over and finish my playing career um, last year, which um, actually would have been one year ago, December.
0: Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Canberra. My life has changed forever <laughs> yes. knowing that. I'm gonna be that person. And I'm being like, oh, by the way, yeah, exactly. it's, uh, it's Canberra. Uh, so my audience is actually pretty familiar, uh, with the Washington Spirit uh, in a little way. We had Joanna Lohman, uh, on the show a couple of times, the midfielder for uh, the Washington Spirit. So that's a fun connection for my audience to make. Absolutely,
1: yeah, I saw that she was on. So that's cool.
0: Yeah. So I want to talk about transitioning. Uh, out of a sport and i you know i um i 'm in the veteran community I'm a, uh, i 'm I serve myself and i sp- i talk to a lot of veterans and transitioning out of the military is a um, is something that 's widely known as difficult and is something that our nation is trying to trying to address but I think that the military and sports uh, i think that they have uh, enough things in common to to make some um, some parallel comparisons, especially with camaraderie, unit cohesion, and even like personal sacrifice for the job uh, in certain ways. And I'm sure that that transitioning is just another commonality. To have as far as how difficult it is to. Leave a culture that's difficult to rediscover once you're done with it. Um, so maybe you can lead my audience through maybe your your last season as you're realizing that maybe it's time to uh, to step off the pitch and how you prepared yourself for a career after soccer.
1: Yeah, um, I think for me I should start off by saying though no, I'm I'm very fortunate because I had a long Professional playing career, 13 years, and then when it was time for me to transition to another, another career, that was my own doing. Um, I had stayed injury free. Um, I could tell that, um, I was just getting to the point where I was, had basically maximized my athletic potential. Um, I always say like, Yes, on, like, the global scale, I'd be above-average athlete. But when it comes to, like, playing at the highest level on the U.S. women's national team, you know, I was doing everything I could to um, be prepared, stay injury-free, and excel at that level, which is difficult when you're, when you're competing day in and day out with some superior, like, some amazing superior athletes. Um, and so, for me, my transition was a little bit different because, one um, – I was making the decision myself. It wasn't like I'd been injured and I had to stop playing. Um, I was stepping away from the game because I was, I was just ready to. I felt like, okay, um, I've maximized my potential or felt like I had. And, um, I was getting older and it was just like a good, it felt like a good time. Um, and then also I knew that I wanted to get into training or, um, i.e. coaching, um, and helping learning what I learned to stay injury free, improve my athleticism or athletic um, enhancement and take that and help other people, whether it's just like a general population or um, female athletes or young female athletes. So for me, it was going to be the closest thing to playing and being able to stay in like a team, a team environment that I, I think most people would agree whether you're, serving your country or playing on a team sport or what it's that team, that camaraderie that you have with others. Um, that is the, like the toughest thing I think to, to separate yourself from. And, um, so I knew that I, I kind of had an idea of what I was going to do and then my next step. So with all that said though, um, I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely interesting because I always say, um, kicking the ball around for two hours a day is is the best gig out there. So, Um, but for me, I've learned this has been good because I've been able to stay in somewhat of a team environment. I, I coach here in Washington, DC, um, at a, a small independent gym called ambitious athletics. And we train everyone from young female athletes to the general population. So in, in many ways, I am still involved in, um, a very team like, um, organization. So, I mean, we see everyone, people are coming in training, getting better, um, and building towards something, but still at the same time, it's um, you know for such so long of my life, I was preparing every week for like one day in particular, whether it was Saturday or Sunday, to be at my best and to compete and play at this high level um, and showcase kind of like all the work we've done that week or over the months to play in that one game. So and that's a little, that's been a little bit different because you don't have those. With athletes, you get those exciting moments um, every week, essentially. And so that has, that has been quite different. But some of the things in terms of like, <clears throat> I think the biggest thing, the transition, though, has just been applying what I've learned on the field to now off the field. And that's just been kind of like setting small little goals um, to achieve, but at the same time enjoying the process. If you do have some setbacks, realizing that's like not the end-all, be-all, not to give up. To see it through and to um, keep kind of reassessing and figuring out ways to improve. So. Yeah,
0: yeah absolutely. There's a um, there's a there's a great quote that's uh, attributed to uh, Yogi Bhan. Um If you want to learn something, read about it. If you want to understand something, write about it. If you want to master something, teach it. How do you feel your uh, your step into coaching has even honed your your own understanding of the game.
1: Oh, greatly. You know, I'm I'm more on the I still train kids, um, specifically for soccer, but I also do more of like the athletic performance side, like strength training and stuff. So that's more of my specialty and the route that I'm going, but yeah just seeing how um kids move and the positions they play and applying that in the weight room and then vice versa um it just becomes more clear and then also having my background of you know figuring out what worked for me and being a um being able to apply that to some of these young kids or even even just the general population who you know are trying to find their inner athlete um i think is is a unique quality because a lot of a lot of coaches not necessarily You know, I'm fortunate because I've had such a long playing career and I've seen all the different levels so I can apply my experience with the coaching, whereas you don't always get that with a ton of coaches.
0: What, uh, I often suffer from this where like (laughs) I'll go, uh, six weeks without not going into the gym. (laughs) Uh, I'll be active other places like like hiking and and all these other things, but like, man, I need to get back like in the gym, and do some weight training, um, that you know for any for anybody who it's either been a while or they've never stepped into a gym like where where's the starting point i think that's something that so many people struggle with
1: yeah well i think it's kind of like what we were saying about uh, like with the definition of a warrior what that means and it's just like just start you know whether that means you're going to do some stuff at home you know or even like you said i mean if you're just going to go for a walk like if you're not very active You know, a lot of people, I think, want to jump in. They're like, okay, well, I better, I'm all in or I'm not. And then people try to go and start going running right off the bat. And it's like, okay, well, why did you decide to run? Like, if you don't even like running, then that's not really setting you up for long-term success there. So just get out and start walking. For someone like yourself, who maybe does like lifting, um, I'm just taking a guess there. But if you've been walking and moving a little bit more often, then it's just like, okay, well, Maybe I'll start once or twice a week. I think people think it has to be you're all in or you're not. And it's like just like in anything. All right, just start a little bit, you know, a couple times a week and then go from there. Um, and it doesn't have to be – like if we're talking um, specifically about the weight room, I mean you don't need to jump in and do tons of tons of weight. You can just slow and easy with some body weight training. Um, you know, again, getting outside for a walk. Um, even just like – getting up from your desk every hour and getting in some mobility or flexibility work would be huge.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, um, it's uh, the gym. Can you imagine if there was, like, any culture that was completely oblivious as to what fitness was, especially with weightlifting, and they, like, came across, across us and noticed that our entire nation is just picking up heavy things and putting them back down. And just, <laughs> how how, how, uh, how crazy that would seem yeah. at the time. Uh, so uh, have you – Amer- women's soccer i think is like really i mean i'm still new to it but i still feel like it hit a, a peak that it hadn't even seen before this past summer obviously with the uh with the women's world cup um as someone who has lots of experience inside of women's soccer and played with mo- uh, multiple uh professional teams including the national team it is Will women's soccer finally? Do you think we've, it's finally tipping over into something that's going to start growing, or is it going to be slave to the performance of the national team and how relevant they are year to year?
1: No, actually, um, you're exactly right. I think we saw an all-time high, um, even compared to like the '99 Women's World Cup, and when Mia Hamm and Julie Fadi, Christine Lilly, all of those players were playing. I think this summer was just like an, another level. Um, but I think I think women's soccer and women's sports in general are here to stay. And for for women's soccer, I think this summer, you just saw the amount of kids and adults as well that are just like bonkers for for the sport. And I think that's just you're going to see it continue to change and continue to be on the rise because obviously many of us would remember this summer as well had the huge FIFA scandal, and a lot of us who are involved have been involved in the game for a long time knew we've known how corrupt FIFA is and the President Sepp Blatter. But now I think with a new president, I think you're going to see some push and. Um, not just in the states, because we have, you know, we have a lot of leverage with our national team here, and so you, we're very outspoken about equality for women and in our in the game. But now I think you're going to see with a new FIFA president, they're going to start spreading that around the world, and you're going to see the man the mandating equality for for women in other countries as well. So I think this this sport is just going to continue to grow and um, and there's some great leaders that are backing that right now, so it's exciting time to be playing sport and women's sports in general, but um, particularly soccer.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it's um, it's I'm I made the decision uh, through Lost Entertainment to independently cover uh, the Washington Spirit this season, and so I've been doing a little oh, bit of fun. homework. Yeah, I've been doing a little bit of homework on their fan base to see, you know, what sort of message is, is best. And I just through Twitter and stuff like that. It's amazing how many followers like even the local clubs have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the spirit and like the the Portland uh thorns oh, yeah. are like a, oh my goodness, like and then it's um it's amazing but um, on that side, it's amazing to see how strong these fan bases are that are like just you just don't see it like it's like it's like a it's almost like an underground uh, a community because it doesn't you know, it's not something you would see on TV or across social media as much. Uh, and on the other side, it's really interesting to hear people talk about uh, like a, in any sort of conversation, talk about Carly Lloyd and and. Um, uh, Alex Morgan and hear them like really praise them and I want to be like you know she plays in your backyard. You know yeah. like you're the you're from an area where you can you can actually attend a game and watch her play at that level uh and it's it's interesting how they people still make the disconnect uh between players that they admire on the national team and forgetting that those same players are playing at their local club. Yeah,
1: I mean you make a a great point. I think that um you're exactly right like the Thorns, the Portland Thorns, obviously they have an amazing fan base and, and they've set the standard, you know, um, across the world for for women's soccer. I mean, I think they were averaging like 13,000 fans, if not more, which is just, it's amazing. amazing. Yep. Yeah, And and don't get me wrong, that's a soccer crazed city um, in general, which is terrific, but um, more power to them there. But yeah, I think there's still a very, um, the, you're right, there's still a little bit of a disconnect. Like, um the women's national team has always been successful and in my opinion will continue because we just continue to develop players. Um, people, it's a very competitive environment. So I think it will always be, I mean, we still, we still got to put in the work, but, um, but fans have always loved that team because one is they're terrific role models. Um, and you know, like I said, mentioned before, Brandi Chastain, Mia Hamm, Julie Foudy—they really set a standard. Those early pioneers set a standard of um, how those play, how the players are going to carry themselves, um, sign autographs for young fans, and it and it showed me and um, all of the um, later players how to how to be and how to be a professional. Um, so there's always been that love for the U.S. Women's National Team, and it hasn't quite caught on, I would say. Um, consistently yet with the uh, with the pro teams, but I think it I think it is like I think after this summer, people were like, oh yeah, I actually can go see these players playing, yeah. you know. And, and again, different markets, just like any pro sport, are going to be more successful than others. It's just continuously getting the word out there. But um, yeah, you're exactly right. That's the thing that we have to kind of like make the connection. It's like okay, it's not. St- and there's amazing other players that are playing this league that won't even play on the U- uh get a chance to play on the U.S. team, but they're still wonderful professional soccer players.
0: Yeah, and I think soccer is the only like major professional sport uh, in the U.S. where um, where any sort of national team, any sort of pro, uh, like, all-star team, whatever, um, when you see a player, you don't know what team they actually play for, right? <laughs> if it was the other way around, like, we know where everybody on the USA basketball team plays. Exactly. Uh, but, but even on the men's side, I would see a name, and, you know, other than Donovan, you'd see a name be like, who, which club is he with? Yeah. Like, I know he used to play for that team. But is he still with them? And uh, it's, it's, um, it's interesting how... Uh, the transition, that or the, I guess the evolution that soccer's going in and popularity as far as uh, where we know players and how we recognize them. Yeah,
1: exactly. And, and I think you're exactly right. There'll be once we start to kind of like build consistency within the pro league, and you know we're about to enter our fourth season, which is the in our previous two leagues we've only made it to three seasons. So this is a huge turning point for for U.S. like soccer in the United States. So yeah, but once well, yeah, go ahead. Okay.
0: I'll say a four-season and an expansion team, which I think is is proof of of its growth yeah. with the the Orlando Pride.
1: Absolutely, and you'll see just how teams are still stacked with players and um, players will be fighting to get on the field. So it really is an exciting exciting time. Four season, ten seasons, uh, sorry, ten teams, and um, yeah, I think it's it's going to be
0: fun to watch. I'm trying to get. I'm getting excited just as we're talking about it. Uh, so, Laurie, we, we round off every episode with two, uh, two questions. The first about challenges, the second about inspiration. Looking at yourself either professionally or personally, what's uh, a challenge that you see yourself facing right now, and what are you doing to better overcome it?
1: Um, yeah, great question. These are good. Um, Thank
0: you. I pride myself <clears throat> in good questions.
1: I think the, the challenge is a little bit what we touched on prior is just, you know, I'm about exactly one year out from retiring. And I think last year was more about that transition. You know, the first part of the year is like, okay, where do I see myself going with my coaching? Um, where do I want to go? And how am I going to get there? And kind of mapping that out and, you know, and just being <clears throat> not putting so much pressure on myself, just seeing how things evolve Um, and now I can see kind of like my attitude on the field coming out. It's like, okay, now I've got my feet wet with coaching. I've done coaching in the past, but now that's like a full-time career. So it's like, all right, let's get going. Like, um, step-by-step I have my website. Um, I've never really had to, while I was playing soccer, sit down and, and really have to blog or write. And, you know, those are new challenges for me now and just staying, um, more up to date on how to become a better coach, how to help people. So those are some of the challenges I face. They're good challenges, that's definitely not anything bad, but it's just a matter of kind of really applying what I learned on the field, which is like picking things apart and seeing how I can improve and, and help as many people as possible via writing, my website, just getting information out there and helping some of these athletes and clients. So those are that's probably a big one of the big challenges right now.
0: Yeah. Before we get to the last question, how what is your, as a fellow writer, I'm curious as what your approach to writing is. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's
1: a great question. Because it's all <laughs> yeah. a of... Still working on the approach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where I'm at right now. I think that's yeah. actually my biggest challenge, is, is the writing, about just sitting down, being consistent, like even picking out one day a week and be like, dedicating that time to writing. But mainly it's just kind of letting people know kind of my story and how... um you know, I think nowadays we get so many, if I'm just talking about young athletes, everyone's like, yep, I'm going to get a scholarship. Yep, I'm going to do this. Yes, I'm going to play on the women's um, national team. But there's not really an understanding of how to get from, point, from where they are point A to point B and so everyone's just like all right well I better just play more soccer and then their parents are like yeah just play more soccer so then we just see kids playing all the time with the, they're really the body's not equipped to play they're not strong enough there's no there's no off season to kind of like take a step back and be like okay where am I what do I where do I want to play college soccer how am I going to get there and so I think how I approach it is okay, like, here's the challenges I faced, here's some things that really worked for me, and just kind of explaining my story um, and helping people get from that point A to point B. And that also might be somebody who doesn't even play soccer, you know, that's just like at point A right now in in their life when it comes to fitness and they don't know how to get themselves to the gym, as we discussed earlier, you know? And so you can apply it to all different areas. Um, But simplifying things for people And so that's kind of my approach. How do I get that out there for people?
0: Very cool. And then finally, you know, this is Fuel for Warriors. We've learned what it means to you, what it means to be a warrior. So let's hear about the Fuel. What is inspiring you each and every day to accomplish these things and to, to face those challenges every day?
1: Yeah, I've always had this, like burning desire since a really young age to to be better and be the best I could be. And yes, obviously you're competing against others, but mainly it was about competing against myself and each day, can I get a little bit better? And so that still, I can feel that every day, um, even now when I've taken, taken that into coaching, whether it's bettering myself as a coach or doing as much as I can to again getting that information out there to help as many people you know it's very fortunate with my family especially my family but like coaches along the way that were willing willing to help me and coach me and I, I want to pay that forward um, but a lot of that comes with you know bettering myself and the understanding of the body and all of that kind of stuff and so um, yeah that's really what fuels me and keeps me
0: going every day very cool. I know we're uh, we're following you on Twitter at lorilindsay Lindsay six and yep. uh, following your 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 struggle with writing at LoriLindsay.us. <laughs> us. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of information at your website on resources and um and your blog talking about fitness and and you know your tagline on the front page use strength. As a source of complete confidence, which I think is something that any individual is uh, is seeking out. So uh, we're following you on those outlets, Lori. It was it was a true pleasure talking to you. This was a great interview. Uh, I appreciate your insight on what it means to be a warrior transitioning out of soccer and finally talking to us about your your challenges and your inspiration. Yeah,
1: thanks for having me on. This is terrific.
0: And great questions. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Be sure to head over to LockAndLoadJava.com using promo code fuel for a discount on your purchase. Also head over to LawsonEntertainment.com for more of my programming. Stay strong and stay motivated.